With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. 106.3 on the FM dial. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you uh, as we return to local programming here for the next couple of hours. And glad you're spending some of your morning uh, here with us. BMW of Des Moines. Guest list looks like this here this morning. In about 25 minutes or thereabouts, we will talk to Tom Kekert, HawkeyeReport.com. We will do both football. Is there certainly been some news in the football program? Uh, we'll talk uh, basketball as Iowa takes on Michigan State tomorrow. It's a one thirty tip. Fox has the TV. Uh, news Radio 1040 WHO has the radio. Uh, but Tom Caker coming up at 1025. Then Michael Swain is going to join us. We will recap last night's Iowa State-Kansas and preview tomorrow's Iowa State-Kansas. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, 24-7 sports. Iowa State's football schedule has come out. Uh, we, I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit because, after all, you want to have some positive in the conversation. Uh, Michael Swain at about 10.45. And then in the 11 o'clock hour, uh, Adam Emenecker, former Drake Bulldog, now Drake Bulldog television analyst uh, for Mediacom, and he works other games as well. But uh, Adam Emenecker will be here at about 11.20-ish. We'll preview the big, big, big series uh, at the Knapp Center. I heard tickets are gone. Oh, really? Apparently. That's awesome. Uh, In a way. Yeah, awesome. right. Yeah. Wish it was more, right. but um, those the, the ones that are available apparently sold out. If I've got bad info, somebody uh, text me or tweet at me and let me know. But that was what I saw yesterday anyways. Uh, so we'll do uh, Adam Emmenecker at about 1120. Give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxon's. For, well, what are we going to do? Three basketball games, the three in-state games, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, odd even in the Daytona 500. Odd even in the Daytona 500, okay. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, we'll figure something out. We've got a, an hour and 45 minutes after all. Right, right. To, to put that on paper. Anyway, so that's the show today. No picks for the first time since Labor Day weekend. Oh, but don't worry. We got picks next week. What are we going to pick next week, Trent? Oh, it's a huge one. Top five matchup. The Jackrabbits making their way to the Unidome to take on the Panthers in real football. Next, Yeah, you said that. Next That's... Friday night. That game is going to oh, really happen. please tell me there's TV. There has to be TV. Right? I hope. We've got to find out. Well, what... you know, at the very least, it, um, when didn't I... Um, I spoke... I tweeted somebody who covers the FCS... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a source on FCS, and he said that they are going to mostly be like ESPN Plus games. Okay. So maybe that's the case. 
I uh, don't know 100% if that is the case, but we'll find something out hopefully here. Uh, it would be nice to sit on a cold Friday night and um, with none of the locals playing basketball to come on, uh, sit in front of your television, throw a log on the fire and crack open a cold one and watch a little football with the Panthers. All right, so I'm uh, bringing up the schedule here. This is a week-to-week schedule and uh, Saturday, February 20th. We're not looking for that. We're looking for the week before. Well, that's got to be that's that weekend. Uh, it is, but I think they have it listed through Friday night. Let's see. I know I'm wrong on that one, so not seeing anything for that Friday night. But we're, so we're not sure the game is Friday? No, the game is Friday. No, the game at, is at least Friday. according to the listings, yes. Okay. But in terms of television production, well, it will be streaming somewhere at the very least. Right. We know I hope this. So. I'd love to watch it. Yes. I really would. I, especially if it's on Friday night, like you say, 7 o'clock uh, or whatever the time is, sit down and um, you know watch a football game. Game notes uh, not out yet, I don't think, at you and I. I'll, I'll see if we can find it and maybe more information there. All right. Uh, so we will uh, get into Iowa State with Michael Swain coming up. So just real quick, uh, it, it, there's not a lot you can say, Trent. It was uh, another embarrassment. Um, uh, for this Cyclone basketball team, the worst Cyclone basketball team is, um, as we've seen, and I don't know. I mean, they they are now pushing. Um, I think if they lose on uh, lose tomorrow, they will set a record for the most consecutive losses to start a conference season. They tied it last night. I think I'm going back to Heinz Twitter, back into the 30s. Travis Hines tweeted that last night uh, to start conference play. They're never in a basketball game. Uh, I hate the fact when you know that uh, the other team is so much better that they're that they're showboating, throwing balls off the backboard, and that type of thing. Alley oop one after another. Um, okay. I get it. It's Kansas, but this isn't a great Kansas team. This is a good Kansas team. They're not a great Kansas team, but boy, oh boy, they took it to the clones last night. Coleman Lyons, like, luckily for Iowa State, he showed up last night. So did Solomon Young, to be fair. Yeah. Solomon Young was good. Walker wasn't terrible. Uh, Rasir Bolton, he struggled last night. Didn't play a ton of minutes uh, in the game, which is... I wonder if there's something going on there. He only played 23 and was out of the game early. If, the, if there was something, I didn't see it or missed it. If they, the guys uh, were talking about it. Um, but it was just, Trent, they're really bad. And, and now, sadly, um, for the Prome family, the, the, I think the conversation's going to turn to who's going to replace them. Because there's no way they cannot afford in in a pandemic, it's it's tough to afford to be able to fire a coach, but you can't afford to keep this coach because um, by the fall or the late fall, the winter months when basketball returns, we want to be close to getting back to normal. What does normal mean in the near future? Well, it's not going to be like the old normal, but it's going to be as close to normal as we've seen in some time. And there's going to be no buzz if Steam Probe is back. None. Not not a not a buzz. Not a peep. So who's that guy going to be? Who's the guy that will appease the fan base, get them excited? Um, look, Hoiberg's not coming back, so He's scratch not. him off the yeah. list. He's not coming back. But is maybe his former assistant and is TJ Otzelberger do anything for the uh, for the fan base? I would think. I mean, look at the guys he was um, responsible for bringing to Ames. His wife is an Iowa State grad. She played for Bill Fennelly. She was a really good yeah, player. Allison Lacey was a hell yes. of a player. So help me out here because – Every time these conversations come up, and this goes back to when Fred left the first time, and this infatuation that this fan base has with T.J. Otzelberger. Well, I'm not sure it's what it once was, Trent, and I'm not even sure he, that he would be. I mean, but I guess where I'm going is, if not him, who else? Right, right. If you want somebody that knows the program, I, I don't... 
Brian Harden is going to do his damnedest to to keep Darren DeVries. But there's a number that Iowa State can pay that Drake can't. That's true. Um, we've seen McDermott commit to a school, mm-hmm. and Dad gets a job at another school mm-hmm. and decides to go with Dad. Would DeVries go to Ames to play instead of going to Drake? And it's not as big of a stretch at the time. There was only one Power 5 coach I know, it's just head scratching. That, that like Doug McDermott enough, think about that. that would have offered him a scholarship, mm-hmm. was Todd Licklider. <laughs> he was the only other power conference coach. Yeah. Now, Doug had offers, of course, you and I, where he was committed, Central Florida, and I think it might have had something to do with the uh, the connection to Kirk Sparrow, I think was mm. the connection there, when Sparrow was the head coach at Central Florida. But there weren't a whole lot of power programs that looked at him, thought he could compete, and he turns into an All-American. This is completely different with Tucker DeVries. Tucker DeVries... Oregon was one yeah, of his finalists. Right. I mean, this is a guy that can play. Yeah. This is a regarded across the board. Everybody this thinks this is a massive get for Drake. He's a top one hundred player uh-huh. consensus yeah. in the country, which is why I hope that there is no movement there. I hope that's where he stays. I hope that that's where Devries stays at the Nap Center, Forest other, Avenue. That's where he gets his mail. Some other names, Oates, but is he leaving out? Why, why is Nate Oates? Because he's a hot up. coach. Right, because he's from Wisconsin. I, I don't know, just because he's He's a from the Midwest? Maybe. He's got things going pretty good there at no, Alabama. I'm with you. I don't think he's leaving. I think Otzelberger. I don't know. Porter Moser? Didn't he have opportunities to he leave us to the Final Four run and he stayed put? He has. Uh, maybe, maybe now is the but, time. Right. Troutwig's finally going to graduate. Or mm-hmm. isn't he? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Him and, uh, what, Williamson, the two... They were freshmen on the time on that Final Four team. Boy, it seems like you've been there forever. Yeah, it does. Uh, good list at Heartland College Sports. Our friend Matt Postens oh, we had did, yesterday. Yeah, what did he come up with? He released uh, a big list of names. Here's some Big 12 assistants. Jerome Tang at Baylor. Top assistant at Baylor for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech, their top guy. Or Jairus Howard at Kansas, who's also their top recruiter. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't see Iowa State going the I don't assistant either. route. I don't think that's going to move the needle, Trent. I just don't see that. I think they want a, they want a, a head coach, a guy who's you know been the head man before. So here's some mid-major Did names. Did Otzelberger make his list? He didn't, and I saw when it he was didn't? tweeted out, everybody said, you missed. Now we had yeah. Abdul Massey on there, okay. and everybody said, eh, yeah. there's going to be a former Iowa State assistant. Look to T.J. Otzelberger. Right. That's what people Who's say. in his second year at UNLV? Yes. Right. They were a shade over 500 last year. They're around the yeah. same this year. Hasn't been a breakthrough. And with, of course, with the Jackrabbits, he had a lot of... But he had Dom. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he had Dom, who he didn't recruit. Right. He was a staff before that. Uh, good point. Kyle Keller at Stephen F. Austin. Beat Duke. Last NCAA tournament. Yeah. Has had success. Texas connection is that where you're recruiting in the Big Twelve? Trent, it's going to be it's going to be difficult enough to sell tickets with this roster. I think you want somebody that you're familiar with. So it's either Otz or DeVries. Is that the list? Oh, that's the short list. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, it, it kind of is as simple as that. We well, must be missing somebody, right? Doc Sadler? No. Yeah, you're kind of going into that route of well, like we've seen. Leave Iowa State. McDermott, where's a, a major conference coach that is on his last legs, that yeah. is looking for a fresh start? Is there one of those guys out there? I'm sure there is. I'm going to have to dig a little deeper. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, well, while you dig, let's listen to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? Good, guys. Uh, I got a lot to say, so I'll try to make this fast. Um, I talked to five Iowa State fans yesterday. Five. Not a lot, but just a small scene. How many of the five knew that there was a game? They did. None okay. of them watch. None. Yeah. Now, so I tune in. 
uh, probably middle of the first half. They're down 20. It's tough to watch. It's awful to watch. I'm with you. It's it's awful to watch. Now, here's where we're at in the program here, guys. And I look Rock bottom. No, here's some stats for you. They were 3-24 in the Big 8 and 75-76. The coach of that team was Ken Tricky. He must not have been that tricky because they only won three games. I don't remember the name. I mean, I don't remember. You go even farther back to 1924-1925. They were 2-15 and in the Missouri Valley Conference. Mm. That's where we have fallen, guys. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been calling on this show, banging, you know, this and that. That yes, they need a new coach, and I love I love Prome. You know, he took over for Fred, got to a Sweet Sixteen, maybe maybe two, or they won the you know the conference. Uh, we won a conference tournament. Yeah, Michael right. Jacobson was a senior on that team. Senior, yeah, he was. All all of that, okay. But there there needs to be a new voice. There mm-hmm. needs to be a new leader. Um, and the guy that maybe I thought of that the stuff that I read when Fred got the job that was a little bit uh, he was a little bit upset that he didn't get the call or they looked at him even more, was Jeff Hornacek. They should go all in on Jeff Hornacek. He's coached in the NBA. Where is he, Truman State now? No, no that's Jeff Hornacek. Hornacek. Horn, not Hornacek. Yeah. Horn, Hornacek. Yeah, Jeff Hornacek. Hornacek. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, and that's the name, guys, where if he still wants to coach and he wants to come back home, mm. that's a guy that the whole base would flip on a dime mm-hmm. and be excited for basketball. They get an assistant that wants to recruit. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hornacek should be the all-in choice for the next coaching job. Um, interesting. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good to, good to talk to you. Let's get John in here. John, uh, welcome to the program. Hi, Ken. Hi, Trent Condon. It's John, uh, the radio guy from Grinnell. How are you? Hey, John. Good to hear from your voice. How are you? Hey, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. So, hey, Jeff Hornacek, that's not a bad name, but here's uh, let me throw this rumor out there, uh, out in uh, the uh, radio world, if you will. Okay, um... I've got a nephew who's an Iowa State guy to the nth degree. He will he will tell me stuff that uh, I don't know where he gets his information. I mean, he's got good sources. I, I, I trust him on that. Okay, so the thing about Prome, he told me about, oh, maybe a week or two ago, and I don't know if this is out there or not. He thought Prome was looking at Wichita State, that he's got yeah, some ties. But out there. Yep. Have you guys heard that? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know how Wichita State fans would, yeah. would uh, be with That's a tough sell Prome. for that a, a program that's sell. been to a Final Four in the last decade. Yeah. Hey, here's a guy well, that went 2-20. Yeah, I mean, still. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, Iowa State guys got to go to class. I'm guessing Murray State guys. Pop, this is you know he came from Murray State, great basketball school. Now you're not an academic a plethora of, of success there. And I'm guessing Wichita State when Wichita State and uh, left the Missouri Valley Conference and raised the AC, AC, ACT schools uh, source of both schools basically. So uh, of both com- oh, I'm sorry to say that, but uh, it's a call a spade a spade. Um, you know Wichita State's not what you call an academic bastion of, of success either. So. Uh, <laughs> Good point. Going from that, you know, I'm, I'm just coming from that standpoint. You know, uh, well, that'd certainly be nice if I, he uh, if he decided to to leave on his own accord, kind of like well, man, save some money. About, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was right. saying, just worry about paying. Right. A, I don't know what the buyout would be six to seven million dollar. I think it's a I mean, tad lower than that, but in the ballpark. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's what I've heard, and I've heard that maybe the Proms aren't exactly so fond of Ames, or at least uh, Proms' family may not be. So I've that heard that, so. too. Not sure about yeah, it. John, okay, thanks for so the call. Here in this. Okay, take care, guys. Yeah, Bye-bye. Good to talk to you. Thanks for listening. So a uh, name that was thrown out on Twitter, this comes from Kay James, mm-hmm. John Beeline. I mean, that's, that's an automatic. John oh, Beeline has any interest heartbeat. in the job. 
Jamie Pollard runs to wherever he's living in right a now. heartbeat. How yeah. old is he? 60 what? 63 maybe, something like that. So he's a relatively young man, Trent. He can coach. No, he's great. He's great on TV too. Yes. Yeah, he uh he He's is, 68. Ooh, okay. He just turned 68 uh, last week. That might have to be a connection. He brings somebody with him that is yeah. the heir apparent to make that work. Yeah. Uh, I hate this. That's that's a tad old. It is. Yes. Uh, 68. Tough sell. It is a tough sell, but tough great sell. coach. <laughs> great coach. Looking for that coach that is on maybe looking for the next opportunity. This is a name uh, I think has to be at least something thought about. What about Archie Miller to Indiana? Oh. They're on the right side of the bubble uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. We know how quickly that can go. Uh-huh. Archie, in his four, this is his fourth season at Indiana, which is crazy to think, too. So, so is, is he out? I mean, why would he leave there? It's Indiana. I, because the pressure. Because, well, why would you leave Iowa for New Mexico? Why would you leave Iowa State for Creighton? Because you know if you don't deliver next year, you're going to be fired. Mm-hmm. So you get out ahead of the posse. It's what we've seen in this state. There's a pretty good name. That's a really good name. I think you make that phone call. Yeah. Because no, that would, yeah, that would, I would think that that would uh, move the needle for the oh. fan base. Whoever this is going to be, and we're grasping at straws, clearly. We are, yeah. Um, this, this is no insider information. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's TJ Otzelberger. That's the, that's the only name that really comes into my head is, mm-hmm. is TJ. And we know the connection, how close Pollard is with Otz. I mean, this mm-hmm. has gone on. I told you I heard you know, he still would go up a couple times a year when he was at South Dakota State just to go watch a game and hang out. I mean, they're, they're that kind That's of tight, Good. tightness is happening there. And again, his his wife is uh, played <laughs> right. at a very high level for Bill Fennelly. <laughs> and he'd love to have her back into the fold as part of the family again. Uh, and TJ had a lot of success here. Look, that was that was a pretty good era of basketball. It was. When TJ was an assistant. Well, how many times a year? Two or three? Uh, two. Anyways, he's been here... Because he was on the McDermott staff. Yep. He was the stayover yep. to keep the guys yep. there. He left for Washington for two years. And then came back with Hoiberg. And then Hoiberg. came back with Hoiberg. Yeah. So a couple of stints has been here. No, look, at I think he's he's um, he's paid his dues. He's bounced around. I think that's good that you get out there and you, and you experience different conferences and maybe open up some new recruiting paths. Um I think TJ TJ's ready for a, um, a a Big 12 gig. I do. How about another one? How about Mark Turgeon? <sighs> Maryland fans do not like him. No, I know. He has never had that breakthrough yeah. moment. He's yeah. been there forever. Back He's in been the there conference. over a Yep. A&M. Mm-hmm. Was at Wichita. Mm-hmm. Knows the area. Yeah. Knows the conference in the A&M, A&M mm-hmm. days. Again, that guy looking for one more stop. Mm-hmm. Getting out ahead of How the posse. How old is he? 50 what? Yeah, that's 50 somewhere, I think. Let's see here. Mark Turgeon is 56 years old. Yeah, John being like, oh, it's too bad he's not 60 or 58. <laughs> right. 68's a tough sell. He would be an absolute home run. And Turgeon doesn't make nearly as much as I anticipated. He's at 2.7. Mm. There's another name. Yeah, that is. That's not bad. There's names out there when get away from... The assistant coaches get away yeah, from the mid major. You've got to Pollard's got to make a splash higher. Yes, you've got to bring in somebody that you're aware of. I, I mentioned the Stephen F. Austin coach, really good coach, and has yeah, done a nice job. Right, yeah. right. Where's the buzz? Right, where's the excitement? Who? Yeah, Stephen F. What? Now we wait to the NCAA tournament. There's a team that gets to the Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. the Indian Field mm-hmm. at Florida Gulf Coast, and mm-hmm. 
but look how long it's taken to finally get USC at a competitive level. Right. But that aside, that's also going to happen. There's going to be those kind of names, but whether what other jobs are open? And we don't know that at this point. Yeah, look, it's 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 going to happen again. Um, Jamie Pollard cannot afford to keep him. You're going to ask the fan base to pony up and to leave your house and to make your way to Ames on cold winter nights, and you're not going for the Stephen F. Austin coach in this roster. You're just not. It's going to be um, it's going to be Hoiberg's first year all over again. You're you're going to have to tear it down, and that's already kind of torn down, is it not? It is. Yeah. Ugh. I just feel bad for the kids, Trent. I want them to get a win. I want them to experience a winning locker room for the first time. And good God, I mean, and Jackson State doesn't cut it. You know, winning a game in the in the conference—that's what you need. Um, but when's it going to happen? Look at the schedule coming up. K State has not been rescheduled, and don't look now. But K State, unlike Iowa State, is playing better at the end of the season. There's no doubt. Yeah, they, they are. They're looking like a competent, mm-hmm. real basketball team. There's still stretches. You go back to what we've seen twice now against West Virginia. Yeah, they played. They played okay. I thought they were going to win in Fort Worth on Tuesday night. I really did. I thought that that game was going to go their way. Played well against Baylor. Not bad. Yeah, who many people right. consider the best team in the Worth, country. If memory serves, wasn't the game in the fifties at one point? And Iowa uh-huh. State had a lead. I mean, only like by one. But they were winning at, I don't know, midway through the the second half of that game? It was, let's see here. In the fifth, check in the 50s. It was 55, like 55-53. They had for the Iowa lead. State, right? Yeah. And then a 13 nothing run by Right, Baylor. but still, how much time was left? 10 Six minutes. Fi- 10 minutes? Yeah. Okay. They were there. Yeah. I mean, Against Baylor. Right. One of two unbeaten teams. The, the thing that was crazy last night is looking at the box score. The, the biggest bugaboo, I think, for this team, offensive execution in general, but... The turnovers. They How only turned they it over 10, 10 less. That's not a bunch. I saw that and I said, wow. Yeah. Because you'd think, all right, we know this team and they turned it over 23 times in a losing effort. Dun, dun, dun. No, they didn't even turn it over. They turned it over on Saturday. And it's kind of the turnovers that we right. expect to see out of this team. Yeah. Could it be even worse? So I, I, I must have missed what happened in Rasir Bolt because now I remember what happened. I, I stuck around and watched the end of the Minnesota game. Yes, that was a that was a really good game. It was and a great cover by those. Yeah, that was a good cover for you. Um, two Carr, and zero night. Yeah, that was a two and zero night. But Carr hit a huge, huge shot at the end of that game. That was a good game. So I got to the Iowa State game in probably eighteen minutes in, but I saw Bolton on the bench. He started, but he must have been pulled out early. And, and I was the same way, yeah, because I had that game on too. So yeah, it was probably six oh eight by the time that I got over to. To the Iowa State game, somebody will be able to fill us in. I got to figure. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm looking at the play-by-play rebound turnover Bolton. I don't see when he was pulled out. Well, re- regardless, he only played 23 minutes last night. I wonder if there's something, uh, something there, an injury, whatever. Or you're getting beat by 25, and this guy's played a lot of <laughs> basketball. He's got a lot on his shoulders, yeah. and we're playing again in less than 48 hours. Let's get him some rest. Yeah, that could be. Anyways, uh, we will uh, hear more from Iowa State coming up here in about 20 minutes. We're going to hear from Iowa in uh, when we come back on the other side of this break. But right now it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword LOVE to 200-200 right now. Your chance at $1,000. LOVE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, uh, we will uh, come back. We'll talk some Hawks with Tom Cakert. We'll get back to the clones with Michael Swain from 
cyclone alert. Adam Emenecker on the weekend tilt at the Knapp Center. Loyola, Chicago versus Drake. Adam Emenecker about 1120 and Claxon's Barbecue. Miller and Condon until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.24. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. All right, 10:30. On a Friday, it's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Time to talk to our friend Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. We've got football, we've got basketball to get to with Tom, Michigan State tomorrow. Uh, one thirty. Fox has the TV, News Radio 1040 WHO, the radio call if you can't be in front of your TV. Uh, Tom, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Tom Cakert, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. No. Always enjoy it on a Friday. Absolutely, we do as well. So let's start with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, of all things. Uh, just just your thoughts, Tom. I was surprised that uh, Urban Meyer was willing to, and the backlash, as we anticipated it would be, that it certainly came swift. Uh, it certainly didn't let up throughout the day. But uh, Chris Doyle is getting a second chance, uh, but he has to go to the NFL to do so. Urban Meyer knew that the blowback would come. Apparently, they discussed it with the owners. Uh, Herb said he vetted him, vetted him thoroughly, and Chris Doyle uh, is back uh, and amongst the employed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Your thoughts? You know, uh, it wasn't a surprise because somebody on our message board said had posted it like ten days ago. Is that right? That's awesome. But he was, and uh, but so you know, I was I was poking around a little bit on it and. Um, you know, talk to some people down in Jacksonville and nobody would confirm it. So I'm just like, okay, well, we'll just leave it be. And I'm guessing when they want to talk, they'll talk. And, uh, and, and then it hurt the day before that it was really going to happen. And I was like, oh, okay, just leave it be. And they were going to announce it. And, um, and they went ahead and announced it. I, I'm not surprised. I mean, if that, if there's a situation for Chris, that was it, um, because he wasn't going to be able to work in the college game anymore uh, because of what happened at Iowa. Uh, teams, whatever college program hired him, would get killed in recruiting, uh, so he couldn't do that. And um, Urban Meyer is kind of a king down there right now. They're yeah. going to buy everything he's selling, so um, he can hire what he could hire Attila the Hun, and they would still celebrate it down in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they got their guy, and now they have their guy for the strength and conditioning department. Speaking of football, the coaches leaving, Tim Polisek to Wyoming, offensive coordinator, and yeah. Derek Foster going off to the NFL running back coach. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, the release that comes out, and Mark Kallenberger announcing that he is done. It was a surprise, I, I think, to most everybody. You're a Quad Cities guy. He's a Bettendorf guy. I don't know if you have a rivalry or anything, but tell us if, if you can fill us in. The reasoning behind Kalenberger leaving, and I remember you know, when things were coming out this summer, his brother was also in the middle of it, obviously not because of a racial component, but something else. Did that have anything to do with this from what you've been able to unearth? I haven't got anybody to confirm it, but that was my first thought. Mm-hmm. It was honestly my first thought was, boy, I wonder if this has something to do with uh, with Jack. And, and you'll remember also... Um, 
Mark was, I think, one of two white players that took a knee this year. Mm. So, um, you know, something to do with it, maybe. I don't know. Um, but he was obviously moved by by those things. And, um, um, you know, he, it, it did surprise me because he was going to be the starter at left tackle. Wow. You know, that's the... Next to quarterback, that for Iowa football, that's like the marquee position. That's a ticket to getting an opportunity at the next level. That or tight end. <laughs> yeah, it just is. It's, yep. a, it's a ticket that's going to get you into a camp and an mm-hmm. opportunity, maybe get drafted, mm-hmm. make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't want to take that chance. So um, he didn't want to do that. And so, I mean, good for him if that's not what he wants to do. Um, just took me off completely off guard. And now they've got a. You know, just Jack Plum, their left tackle now, probably at least going into camp. They've got a lot of young guys that I think are really, really, really skilled that have been kind of marinating for a year or so uh, that we've seen pop up in two deeps, and now they're going to get an opportunity maybe a year earlier than I thought they would at at the tackle position. Interesting. So, uh, Tom, did you see any reports on uh, another left tackle, Eric Jackson, who uh, has left Iowa and is going to the pros? Um, Did you see any reports from the Senior Bowl on what kind of week he had? Um, It was kind of uneven, actually. Um, I I think Chauncey Golston was also there, and and, and Chauncey, for everything I read, kind of – did pretty well, helped himself. Uh, it was good that he got in there, but Alaric, it was kind of, you know, okay. wasn't like he wowed people. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see um, where he goes because he's kind of a wild card. I just, I'm not sure um, what to think of, of him uh, at the NFL level, but I think he's got a chance, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I think opinions are going to be all over the board on him. Well, um, not all over the board on, on, on Tristan Wirfs. Did you see some of the stats from his season, fellas? It's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the PFF thing. Yes. And the highest-graded guy in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's not bad. No. And the overall body of work for the season is just what a, what an impact he had in his first season, I remind people. And uh, well, there, there's a starter kit. great. Yeah. There's a starter kit, uh, Tristan Wirth starter kit, right over here in central Iowa. Sophomore yes, Caden Proctor, is. who uh, plays at Southeast yeah. Polk, part of that long line over there. And isn't Proctor, it, has Wirth reached out to him? Did I hear that in the past from you, Tom? Yeah, yeah. he's they, They've talked. Um, I know Tristan kind of sent him a DM because the story that was written about um, about him wearing 74 uh, because Tristan Wirth was his favorite player. and. Mm. Um, you know, Caden was, I, I talked to Caden like right after that, went to the, the, I think it was the Valley game. And he was like, Oh, it was so cool that I got the, got a text from him or got a note from him or something, you know, to get, you know, send him a direct message, just, uh, tell him to keep working hard. Yeah. That kid is, he's, he's the Tristan Marsh starter kit for yes. sure. He's wow. big teddy bear like Tristan too, but just picked up yep. an offer from USC. Again, he's a sophomore. That's not incredible. Here's worse from uh, started all 20 games, did not miss a single snap, one penalty since week five, 799 pass blocking snaps. He allowed one sack, and he's a Super Bowl champ. I mean, that's remarkable. His first year. In, how much money year. is this guy going to make, Tom? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and he's not even moved over to left tackle, right. yet, which I think will eventually happen. Where, you know, that's the money position. Mm-hmm. 
and um, he's gonna, he's gonna, um, is he gonna surpass? The, the, I think the question will be in five years: Is he gonna surpass Yonda as the best pro uh, Iowa lineman of the Ferentz era? How about that? A couple of Hall of Famers. Yonda's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. A Hall of Fame. No, there's no question. Totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah, yeah I, I, think I absolutely agree. We're trending there. Wow, wow. Fun to think about. Hey, Tom, let's jump into some basketball. The win against Rutgers, one thing, and I don't even know if Ken and I talked about this on air yesterday, but still didn't change kind of where I think of this Iowa team. It's not a win where, all right, they're back. It helps. It gets you back on a positive frame. And the same thing tomorrow, Michigan State. If they take care of business, they get the win. Even if it's not pretty, I think just the rest of the schedule after that one looms and still want to find out more. Where are you at with this team? I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I thought this was a get right week for Iowa mm-hmm. where, um, you know, after you're struggling, you could beat Rutgers at home. And then if you can, Michigan State's not that good. Uh, so you can, it won't be easy to win up there. It's a house of horrors yeah. for Iowa over the years. Uh, there's a, there's a graveyard of 30 point losses up there. <laughs> we'll tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> that Iowa has suffered. Uh, and, and 30 was probably being kind. Uh, <laughs> um, but they could, if they can get two wins this week, then you kind of feel like you're back on track. Mm-hmm. You get C.J. Frederick back. You're kind of fine. You get stability, at least, where the, the ship was taking water, uh, and now it's uh, now it's uh, floating again a little bit. And, and uh, then you've got that the tough stretch. you got, yep. you know, next week at Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, a Wisconsin team that also kind of floundering a little bit. Um, not playing their best basketball. Uh, and Wisconsin, by the way, big game with Michigan, who comes back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we've got that, uh, that coming up too. So it's a, this is, uh, it's going to be a slugfest to the end. And really in the Big Ten right now, other than Illinois, um, who's, who's really cruising right now? I don't know of anybody else, but it really is. Buckeyes? Yeah, Buckeyes are probably. You're right. Yeah. You're right. They are. They won eight at nine. Best coach in the Big Ten. Holtman's <laughs> a stunt. Big Ten. Yeah. Mm, how about that? Uh, is the Nebraska game on the radar as far as being rescheduled that week that Iowa plays Sunday and then they don't play again until Sunday uh, against the Ohio State you guys were just talking about? Is that game yeah. maybe? I think it's going to be on like the 24th. 24th? 24th, 25th. Okay. Somewhere around there. I think. Think that's probably um, where it's going to fall. Um, did you guys look at Nebraska's schedule? Holy cow! It's oh. basically ranked teams the whole rest of the way, isn't it? It well, it's they they play back to back in uh, Maryland, I think, right? Back to back at Maryland next week, and that's oh. after Illinois tonight. Uh, go to Penn State on Sunday, and then go down to Maryland and play back to back on Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It was um, it was the Wisconsin who, schedule uh, I was looking at. Those of us who may partake in things, um, <laughs> yes. there's some there's some opportunities there. When they were playing Wisconsin the other night, I was looking. It was the Wisconsin schedule. Everybody but one, the rest of the way on the Badger schedule is a ranked team. Mm. That's the Big Ten for you, huh? Oh. The big. The, uh, you looked at the net rankings yesterday. Four of the top eight in the net rankings yesterday were Big Ten teams, yeah. including Iowa, by the way. Mm. So the sky's not falling. No, I, it'll be interesting. Where do you guys think I was going to be tomorrow's that big unveil? They it do is. kind of the 
their version of the yeah. Um, they might they might hear their name. They'll be a four seed. I think so too. I think so too. I think they're going to be a three. You got them three. All right. Okay. Well, I think they're going to hear their name. They're going to be of the sixteen schools that will be talked about. They'll be one of them. Mm I uh, I think the late well we'll see Tom. Um hey just CJ Frederick back to him for just a second. Tom it it seems like there's nothing that's going to help in season. It, does it seem like it can't get any worse therefore he's going to try and gut it out whatever it is? Yeah. It, well, I, I didn't Jay Billis write it and say that it was plantar fascia? Did he say that? I think he wrote it in in one of his uh, things. So, um you know, it's plantar fascia. Just, it's a foot injury. Um, you know, I think they gave us a head fake at Northwestern when Chad Leistico and I were sitting there and we see him walk out by the court after the game and he had an ice pack on his shin. And so we're like, oh, we mm-hmm. a shin issue. And that's what it is. And and then, um, yeah, so it's plantar fascia. And it's it's a foot injury that's really painful yep. and it doesn't get better. And it just you're just stuck with it. There's no... Like, oh, it'll heal up in a week. Mm-hmm. It's not. It just it it could you could wake up tomorrow and it feels better and it never bothers you again, or it's going to linger for another six months. So, mm-hmm. and Jordan Bohannon played with it two years ago and played the entire year and it, he said it sucked. So, uh, <laughs> trust me, it sucks. And it, I've had it too, and it, it's no fun. And I feel for CJ, but he's just going to play through it. And um, and I, I think he's going to be playing every game the rest of the way. They tried the shutdown thing, and it it helped a little bit, but not enough to make it go all the way away. Tom, we'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Tom Kickert. Okay, thanks, guys. Yep, appreciate it. Tom Kickert, HawkeyeReport.com. From the Hawks to the Clones, Michael Swain, Cyclone Alert, part of 24-7 Sports. He will join us next, Miller and Condon, till noon, Claxon's Barbecue, about an hour from now as well. We'll give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some BBQ from our friends at Claxon's in Altoona. It's 1460 KXNO and 10. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial as we take you until noon. Adam Emenecker coming up. We will talk Drake and Loyola with uh, the former Bulldog coming up at about 11.20, 11.25. Claxton's Barbecue as well. Right now, Michael Swain, he was in the building last night to watch Kansas and Iowa State, and he joins us to recap uh, that and to uh, take a look ahead to tomorrow. Michael Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for uh, having me on again. No, appreciate it. So you were in the building last night. Maybe the television cameras didn't notice the Iowa State bench throughout the game. Um, when you would look over, and I don't know where they had you, if you had a uh, a, a view of the Iowa State bench, um, what was kind of take us uh, to you know body language, if you will, when they're getting blown out the way that they were? Did you notice anything that stuck out to you pursuant to that? Um, I, I think in general, I think the biggest thing that stuck out was maybe towards the end of the game, maybe some of just the lack of energy on the bench. But I think that's maybe be a little bit expected when the game kind of turns into mm-hmm. a blowout like it did last night. Um, in terms of where they had us seated, we kind of couldn't really see the players in particular because we were kind of situated behind them. We could kind of have an eye on the coaching staff and when guys would come out, who they're talking to and stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing was just that. I think you could tell that the guys were – um, a little frustrated with the way that the game ended up turning out, just with 
you look at the, the start of the game, you know, you're kind of hanging in there, but it's maybe not necessarily as sustainable the way that Iowa State was creating offense and Kansas wasn't just hitting shots. And then all of a sudden the second half, you know, Ochai Abaji starts making threes and then things kind of start to get out of hand. So I think just the lack of energy toward the end of the game was maybe what stood out most, but I think that's also kind of to be expected when games go south like that. Now you got this weird quick turnaround just a day in between and making their way up to Hilton Coliseum. What would the game plan with what you saw? You know, how different can it be? We see these back-to-backs that have been happening at the MVC level a day off and a little bit different here, but what do you expect to see tomorrow? Uh, it's going to be interesting because I thought it was interesting listening to both coaches post-game talk about the adjustments or lack of adjustments that will be made. I think Bill Self made the, the point that you know, they're really not going to make many adjustments from their side. And Steve Prohm was saying that, you know, I think from an Iowa State perspective, they're going to try and get back to kind of what has been their bread and butter this season, which has been Solomon Young in the post and then getting Rasir Bolton kind of downhill being able to create. Because I think that was maybe the biggest thing that stood out to me, you know, last night was Rasir Bolton got some early rest in the first and second half, which isn't something that we've seen a ton of this right. season. You know, Rasir Bolton has really been the, uh, the marathon man for Iowa State where he's playing. 38 minutes a night, mm-hmm. basically, you know, and then all of a sudden last night he's taken multiple breaks. So I think maybe you'll get Rasir Bolton some more run on Saturday. And I think that a part of that is Iowa State playing an NBA schedule now for the next two weeks. They're playing a game every other day or every three days, which I think you have to keep in mind that you got to keep guys fresh and you don't want to, you know, wear down Rasir Bolton in a blowout at Kansas when you've got, you know, a game at home to Kansas coming up. So I think for me, it's going to be the biggest thing is getting Solomon Young back on track because he's been inefficient the last two, three games, and then also just getting Rasheer Bolton more involved in things. You know, Michael, I wonder if maybe he was ill or something um, because, like you say, he only played 23 minutes, had nine points, and this guy's been carrying this basketball team. Uh, he really has. He takes a bunch of shots, but he makes it. You know, he gets his share. Uh, TCU had 26 in 34 minutes. Uh, last Saturday in Norman, he had 21 in 39 minutes. It, it really stands out that he only played 23 minutes last night. I wonder if there's something more there. Yeah, um, I, I do too, and I genuinely don't know. That's something yeah. we're going to talk to Steve Prome here, you know, at one o'clock today. So hopefully, we we'll get maybe a little more clarity on maybe his thought process behind giving, you know, Rasier the breaks. If that was something where is he a little banged up after you know really having to grind, you know, the last few weeks, um, especially during the COVID pause or coming out of the COVID mm-hmm. pause. Sorry, you know, when you had four starters out, it's really Rasier Bolton having to do a lot. So maybe this is you know, trying to get him back in the flow of things. Um, I think if you're looking for things that are positive about Rasir Bolton's performance last night, I think it's just maybe the efficiency of things. But even then, he just wasn't necessarily super involved, um, and which gave Jaden Walker more opportunities. And I think that he's someone that if Iowa State fans are looking for silver linings in this season, Jaden Walker has definitely been one of those. I think he's been real positive in what he's shown, especially since the COVID pause. Um, and that's definitely been a bright spot. We know spring is a time in basketball where you can readjust your roster. The transfer portal, I think, is going to be wide open again this season. But with the speculation about Coach Prohm and what his future is going to be, have you touched base at all? I know you do so much recruiting at 24-7, even either with guys that are committed or guys that Iowa State's have been involved with and got their what they're hearing on their side of things. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I had someone asking about this earlier this week about who kind of some of the, the class of 2021 targets. And I think I was 
uh, I'm of the opinion that I don't, I don't think there's a ton of traction at the high school level mm-hmm. in the class of 2021. You know, you've already got Tyrese Hunter on board, mm-hmm. which is a huge addition to the class, someone that's, you know, a top 50 prospect, really high ceiling. And then, you know, Jaden Nunn as well. But I don't think there's a ton of maybe traction right now at the high school level. Um, I, I think that if Iowa State is going to add more players to this 2021 class, I think it's going to be, you know, via JUCO or via the transfer portal. And I'm really interested to see kind of what the attrition looks like postseason, you know, just from all across the country. Because I think Iowa State, maybe, you know, if Solomon Young decides to leave, maybe Iowa State decides to go and get a, another big man. If Jalen Coleman lands decides to move on in his career, you know, maybe Iowa State tries and goes and gets another veteran guard from somewhere else so i think it's going to be fascinating what happens when the season is over um but in terms of kind of what things are looking like right now i don't think there's maybe a a ton of traction or at least than i've been able to gather and of course i think the iowa state coaching staff and steve proman and his staff have done a a really good job of kind of keeping some of that stuff quiet too Mm. Uh, you know, a guy that uh, uh, waiting to take a step forward in his second year, and I know Trey Jackson's had uh, you know rough go of it, uh, missed missed a bunch of games, but he's really struggled to get any traction in his sophomore season so far. Yeah, he's someone that I've been. I think he brings some things that Iowa State doesn't necessarily have at other positions. I think that his defensive intensity is really good and positive, but I think you maybe look at some of the shooting. You know, I think he's at what you know, I think. 25% from three this season. I think he's somewhere around there. Um, and it's not necessarily small volume either. I think it's something over four attempts, I want to say, if I remember correctly. But it's just I think that the offensive end for him is where I think I'm maybe most concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the shooting aspect of it, he's not someone that's very big. He doesn't have a ton of length. So finishing around the rim, when you look at a Kansas team, for example, that has a David McCormick, Ochai Abaji, Christian Brown, so many guys that are just long, kind of bigger guys. And you just wonder if he's going to be able to – finish around the rim, create his own shot, or if he's someone that is going to have to kind of be this, you know, really someone that's going to bring stuff on the defensive end and then be just an extra piece on offense that helps, you know, keep the ball moving um, and things like that. So I think that if you're looking for, you know, signs of life from Trey Jackson in terms of the back end of this season, I think getting him going on the offensive end will do a lot of good because I think he's someone that, you know, does some stuff on the defensive end that not many other guys are able to do on the team right now. New football schedule from the Big 12 came out yesterday. Takeaways from uh, you, Michael. Back end of that thing, certainly very difficult. I want to pile up those victories early because late it gets more tough. What did you uh, see when the Big 12 released that? Yeah, I was so surprised um, when I saw the Oklahoma game scheduled for that late on in the season. I think it's like something like November 20th. Is, now yeah. I looked around college football. And it's literally the only good game that weekend, so it's probably going to be game really? day, which makes a little bit more sense. Um, you know, like the Clemson, the Alabamas, they're kind of not really playing their yeah, that's uh, wedding weekend. <laughs> exactly right, and then that gets into kind of the rivalry stuff around Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, an interesting start to the season. You know, no bye week until kind of after I believe that Kansas game yeah. in Ames. Um, yeah. That's really interesting, and it's so different. You look at this last season where we had so many bye weeks and so many stop three games stop three games and then all of a sudden this you know in 2021 it's going to be all right five games by week seven games and it's just so crazy to look at so i think that you know getting off to a good start is going to be imperative you know especially with iowa state's preseason ranking um i'm looking forward to that ulv trip in las vegas i think that's going to be something that's going to be a uh, a fun trip for the players getting to play in nfl stadium that's going to be really cool <laughs> yeah that, that too um and i think that yeah it's a really good start to the season, especially getting, you know, the likes of Baylor early on, Kansas early on. But, man, 
you look at the back end of that, you go, you have Texas at home, at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma, uh, right before you have TCU for senior day. So getting off to a good start is going to be really important, but I think we've seen Iowa State, you know, in the month of October be really good, and even this past season, the month of November was pretty good for them too. Buckle up, no doubt about it. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Michael, thank you, appreciate it. Great to talk to you. Have a good weekend. Thanks, you guys too. Do the same. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports. Looking at that schedule. I that wonder week. if it's set in stone. Man, where I'm going is, um, yeah, I want to hear that. You know what, save that for the other side. But okay. What, what about um, Black Friday? I thought I'd, I mean, Iowa State was there this this year. I wonder if they'll put them back there. There's no Thursdays, and usually there's, I mean, not usually, but there has been in the past a Thursday ESPN game. I'm, Just two games scheduled for Black Friday right now, Iowa-Nebraska and North Carolina-NC State currently. Well, I want to look at the November 20th schedule when we come back. How about that? We'll do game that. Day. We've got some time before we hear from Adam Emenecker. J.J. Watt will let you know where he's going.